Today, I need you to, to pray for me. I want you just right now just to stretch your hands to Pastor Brian. And I'm Lord, these guys are agreeing with me that you would speak to them through me today. Lord, we've spent time honoring you and glorifying you. Lord, what an amazing time in your presence now today. Pray that you would speak to us, that you would eliminate distractions, and that you would cause us to follow you harder. We love you in Jesus' name. First Peter 5, 1 through 4. It says this, if, if your Bible is like my Bible and it has subtitles or headings, it says, shepherd the flock. The elders who are among you, I exhort. Peter is talking to elders. Who are the elders? Well, you know what? Ephesians chapter 4 says this, that God gave some to be, in other words, called some to be prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and apostles. There is a calling. And I want you to know that your pastor is a pastor. I'm not a pastor with an evangelist flair. I'm not a pastor with a teaching flair. I'm a pastor. God called me to pastor this church. And we're about to see what Peter says to those types of leaders that are in front of you. The elders who are among you, I exhort, I who am a a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed, shepherd the flock of God which is among you. Serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over, uh, over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd, the chief shepherd, Jesus Christ appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Today, if you would allow me to put my pastoral hat on, my shepherd hat on, And if somebody could take a sledgehammer and just break that door down so that we never have to hear that again. Jonathan, you need to do that for me. Thank you. I want to shepherd you today. And I'm going to share with you a couple of more scriptures where maybe you'll understand where I'm going. I feel like God has entrusted you to me. I feel like he has given me an opportunity to speak into your life. I'm glad for everyone that's here, whether you come normally or whether you come sporadically or maybe this is your first time ever coming to Lakeshore Church. Welcome. We're glad that you're here. But this is what the Bible tells us. This is what Jesus tells us of end times in Matthew 24. Now, hold on. We're not getting into end times prophetic stuff. But you need to hear this. It says, and Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See to it that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All things that we've experienced as of late. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Everybody say beginning. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. Now he's speaking to his disciples. But I want you to know that according to the, if, you, if you've ever read the Fox's Book of Martyrs, it went far beyond just his 12 disciples. As a matter of fact, there's, a, there's an organization called the Voice of the Martyrs, and you will find that even today across this globe, people are being killed for the name of Jesus Christ. Just so you know, that's happening regularly. 
And they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. You will be hated for my name's sake. Don't think it weird that you're hated because you're a Christian, because you serve Jesus. Don't get frustrated because people don't understand. It's the world they're not going to understand that Jesus himself said, you will be hated for my name's sake. If I'm not hated, I'm just wondering whether or not I'm really proclaiming his name enough. Oh, man. I mean, it's a great evaluation. Do people hate me because of the faith that I have? Do they hate me because I proclaim the name Jesus Christ? Am I hated because of my beliefs? Am I hated because of my morals? Of course I am. Look at you. Oh, you even gave me a special cup. This is the prettiest pastor's wife in in the United States of America. I told her, I said, she's I just I said, you're the prettiest pastor's wife in St. Tammany, possibly the state. She said, possibly? I was like, I haven't seen them all. <laughs> I mean, just tell you, my wife is gorgeous, not only on the outside, but on the inside. Now listen to what it says in verse 10. And then many will be offended. How many of you know that today we see a lot of people that are offended and a lot of laws that are being written because of offense. There are, there, are, there are relationships that are being severed. There are people that are being canceled. Why? Because of the offense. Many people will be offended. I used to look at that and not understand what that talked about until this day and age, everything is about the offense. Everything. And man, that's a, boy, a clear indication that we are right where we need to be. But today, I don't want to focus on that. Listen to what it says next. And then there will be, many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. How many of you have heard the term cancel culture? Oh, man, let me take a cup of coffee before you guys sweat it. Jesus is coming back. This is the last Christmas that we're ever going to have. Enjoy it. (laughs) Now listen, in verse 11, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Jesus spoke of these false prophets in Matthew chapter 7, long before he ever spoke these words, and he said, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. A prophet is an interpreter of oracles, a secular prophet. The Greek term prophet is is, is an interpreter of oracles or other hidden things, someone who speaks to inform or to make aware to to those hearers of things that they may not know. The Bible true prophets are speaking the things that are hidden and revealed to them by the Holy Spirit. To this day, there are prophets that are speaking the things that are spoken to them by the Holy Spirit and through the Holy Spirit. And I believe this. Today, we're not focusing on true prophets. We're We're focusing on false prophets. And as a shepherd, I should make you aware of sheep, of wolves in sheep clothing, shouldn't I? Now, before anyone starts wondering who I'm talking about in the Christian arena, in just a moment, you're going to see that I'm not speaking of anyone that's in the Christian realm. 
I'm not speaking to you of anyone. There are false prophets today that are deceiving you, that are lying to you, that are causing you to believe something that you shouldn't believe, something that isn't true. We have false prophets that are, that are telling you lies as if they were truth and destroying truth with lies. I want you to know that there are false prophets all across the land today, and they are impacting the church, and we've got to stay today. We've got to stop it, and I'm going to share with you who that is. As a shepherd, I feel like I need to make you aware of false prophets. Would you agree? After reading the scripture above, that part of my job is to inform you of false prophets. I believe the largest, most coordinated group of false prophets in America today is the American media. Listen to me. I have, you know what, I'm not one to use this as a bully pulpit. I don't see that. I'm not trying to bully anyone. I'm trying to warn you. I'm trying to tell you that Christians are believing lies. We are seeing things with our own eyes and being told that they're not true. And people are now saying, well, that can't be true because the media has told us that it's not true. I want you to know that the biggest and largest group of false prophets today that, are, that is taking people and using them and destroying them, it's the media. It's, it's media that we believe to be true. It's media that we at some point believe they have our best interest. I'm not going to name any form of this, this platform or that. Pla I want you to know that the media in general is run not by Jesus Christ. It is run by the devil who is a liar and the father of all lies. And you need to be aware of this. <laughs> Pastor Brian, you're just trying to scare us. I'm, I, I, and I know that there may be some people in here that totally think that this is bogus. But listen, if you sit down for yourself and you look at things and you look at what you see based what you're told, you're going to see that, that there's some truth here. And even if it's on a small scale, it should still concern you. We can't base our decisions on what we're told by the media. We can't base our lives on what we're told by the media. Case in point, you have in your hands, our ushers handed out a statement that I placed on Realm and on Facebook. If you're not part of our Facebook page, go and like it because I don't know how much longer we're going to have it up or how much longer we're not going to be in jail, Facebook jail. If you're not on Realm, get in Realm. That is our church social media program, and it's closed. It's a closed group, which I don't like because I want everybody to be able to see these things. So we're always going to still get word out the best way that we can. But listen, we're going to be able to put things on Realm that we can't put anywhere else. I'm going to tell you why this is important. Because every if you go and you look at my statement that's placed on media, I've been fact-checked. And there is a fact-check on the bottom of this basically suggesting that you look at those facts before you read what I've put out to you. As a matter of fact, there was a missionary that we used to support. His brother is here, Gene Bardwell. His brother Randy went to go share this, and his comment was this. Facebook suggested that I not post this, but gave me an option to post it anyway. They are controlling what is being put out there. Hey, listen, fact check. Who's fact checking me? Who's fact checking you? Do you think these are unbiased individuals who are unbiasedly fact-checking all of us? 
Pastor Brian, why are you saying this? Well, listen, I'm going to tell you this. Yesterday, I'll tell you even local media will only put out what they want you to see. They're only going to put out what they think is beneficial for our community and hold back what they don't think is beneficial. Start showing those pictures. Yesterday, thousands of people went to the most iconic place in New Orleans. The most iconic vocalists join others in worshiping God. You'll notice that this is Jackson Square, and you would agree with me that this is probably the most recognizable part of New Orleans, correct? The world sees New Orleans, they see Jackson Square. You can flip through those photos just as you go. You'll notice the crowds, the throngs, and here's the thing. What I want you to see is this. Not one article was placed in the local news about this. What what is it called, Jennifer? I know that you were there. Let's worship. It's an or, what is it? Let us worship, right? Where they're organizing in various cities to go. Not one article. If there is an article, it's it didn't. It's not worthy enough to make the front part of the news. And that makes me say, you know what? I would think that people would want to know that there are people getting together to worship when this decision is being made, when all of this vitriol and all of the things that are going on in the world today, wouldn't it be great to celebrate the fact that people came together just to honor God in the midst of all of it? I mean, listen, they could even give them bad press because nobody's wearing a mask. They got a few in there, yeah. I mean, but in the end... There's no press. Why? Because it doesn't benefit what they want to portray. They don't want it to detract from what they want. So I'm telling you as a shepherd, it is rare for me to use the pulpit to do this. I'm not getting political. I'm being honest with you. Be careful where you get your news. And be careful of what you hear of making it as gold Because everyone has an agenda. Pastor Brian, you have an agenda. You better believe I have an agenda. All right? I do. And listen, this is a private thing. This is private. We're public. You join us, but you choose to join us. And I'm going to let you know that Jesus Christ is the only name under heaven by which men can be saved. I'm going to let you know that, that he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And no man comes to the Father except through him. That, that even no matter what we see, God is still in control, and Jesus Christ will always be the answer. Right, I'm going to share a couple of things with you that, that, that might just for a little shock value. I actually found uh, someone sent me an article by an archbishop. Uh, he was a Catholic archbishop. He wrote this to American Catholics, just so you understand. He says, news of electoral fraud is multiplying. Despite the shameful attempts of the mainstream media to censor the truth of the facts in order to give one candidate an advantage over the other. There are states in which the number of votes is greater than the number of voters. But they're not reporting on that. Others in which the mail-in vote seems to be exclusively in favor of one candidate. Other, others which counting of the ballots has been suspended for no reason or where sensational tampering has been discovered always and only against one candidate in favor of another. And this doesn't, this doesn't strike a, a, a strangeness in your mind? In truth, for months now, 
This is what he says. We've been witnessing a continuous trickle of staggered news, of manipulated or censored information, of crimes that have been silenced or covered up in the face of striking evidence and irrefutable testimony. We've seen the deep state organize itself well in advance to carry out, in his opinion, the most colossal electoral fraud in history in order to ensure the defeat of the man who has strenuously opposed the establishment. I'm just telling you it's strange, and I'm telling you to be careful, and I'm exposing you to the wolves of the media. Today you have to say, Lord God, listen, help me, because it's like telling you not to look at the news. It's like saying there's a hurricane coming, but don't check the weather. Because I know that's ridiculous. You're going to check the weather, but you have to understand whether or not we're being told the truth, the, the honest truth, unbiased truth, or is it, is it given to us with a spin so that we would believe what they want us to believe? I can tell you this. No, I, I only saw one news report where a presidential wife said in the media, to the media, that half of America is racist because of the way that we voted. I'm just going to tell you right now, do not believe that lie and don't receive that curse on yourself. I don't really care what anyone says. Listen, we still have the right to vote for whom we'd like to vote for. No one ha- It's still a secret whom we vote for when we walk into that booth. It's no one's business, and I'm not to be judged by based on who you think I voted for and why you think I voted for. I voted for policy. I voted for values. I took my Christianity with me into that voting booth. And I choose to believe what the word of God speaks over me. And this is in that statement. There is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Now that doesn't give me the right to be a racist. It doesn't give me the right to spread division or to cause division. That doesn't give me the right to act the way that I want to act and tell people that there's now there, there's no condemnation for me because I'm in Christ Jesus. No. That means that I get my act together. That means I become who God wants me to be. That means that I allow the Holy Spirit to change me, and I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do. It's in the paperwork if you haven't ready. So what are we to do? Well, we're going to go, listen, if you, you don't like who voted, we're going to go riot. I don't know where we start. Do we start at Target or Best Buy? I've never I've never done this before. Everybody's laughing. If you can't hear them laughing and you're watching me, you know that that is incredibly the, the that is there's no truth in that statement because that is not who we are. We do not do that. But I guarantee you that Christians, we need to worship louder, we need to pray harder, we need to stand stronger, and we need to proclaim the name of Jesus like we've never proclaimed it before. That's who we are. And in the process, look at what I have in your notes. I gave this to you because I want you to look these scriptures up. I want you to read these scriptures as you are careful in what you allow yourself to believe is truth at some point. The news organizations just used to produce news. This is what happened. This is how it happened. These are the people that are involved. 
But now there's an agenda, and the agenda is to lie to you so that you would be deceived into believing what they want you to believe and what they feel is best for this nation. Be careful. Be careful. Listen, and I, I'm just going to tell you that, that no news group is, is outside of the realm of what I'm speaking of today. Some people are talking about Parler instead of Facebook and Twitter. Listen, that's great, but you know what? It's only going to be a matter of time before someone sees how many people are doing that, and they buy them out, and they're big money. It's big money. Follow the money. And you know what? Nothing is safe. Protect yourself, protect your family, and believe the truth. Some of you wonder, you know what, because there's a lot of people who voted for the president and they were in despair yesterday when when the news organizations proclaimed President Biden, President-elect Biden as the elected president. Just so you know that there's a lot of us that are fretting. There's a lot of us who might be grieved. There's a lot of us who are wondering about the future of this great nation. Let me just tell you where the president was. He was on the golf course. Right? So you know what? Maybe we can take a maybe we can take a little thing out of his book. Right? And and not be so because listen, guess what? Thanksgiving still comes at the end of this month. Christmas is still on the twenty fifth. The new year will come after that. Every day is a new day and another opportunity for us to worship the Lord to talk to someone about Jesus, to introduce them to Jesus, to do the seven things that I have listed, and we're going to go over these quickly. Number one, what are we to do? Well, be angry and sin not, and don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. It's scriptural. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, you might be angry, but don't sin in your anger. Well, how do I sin in my anger? When you start accusing, when you start belittling, when you start allowing corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth or on your Facebook page or on your Twitter account. Let me just tell you, we have to be angry and sin not. Notice, most of this comes back to that S word, sin. Be angry and sin not. What else does he want? In, in Number three, do not return evil for evil. This is 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 12. Can we read that? Read that with me. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 12. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tender-hearted. Be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling. Another word for that is insult for insult. But on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. For he who would love his life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. I believe that there are going to be more Christians that are going to repent for their complacency than we have ever seen in America in the next few years, regardless of what happens. It is time for us to stop being complacent, to start serving God and do these things. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, it says. 
Number four, what are we supposed to do? Comfort the faint-hearted. Uphold the weak. Pursue what is good. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. Hold fast to what is good and abstain from evil. Why? Because that's what we do. Because Jesus is the Lord of our life. He has filled us with an undying, uncompromising love. And a love that's so great, so deep, so amazing that we can't keep it to ourselves. And we don't just share it with people who vote like we do. We love those who didn't. And those who hate us. And those who gnash their teeth at us. And those who call us things like racist or dividers or you name it. Those who wish this dirty state would be blown off the map. We got to love those people. Yeah. Man, when you do, it releases anger and bitterness and frustration off of you. When you're angry, the enemy has held you captive. When you're bitter, the enemy holds you captive. When you're frustrated, the enemy holds you captive. Don't let the enemy hold you captive. And I'm not talking about a physical, personal enemy. I'm talking about the enemy of God, Satan himself. Who goes, a, who goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Don't let him devour you. Smile when you don't feel like smiling. Figure out a way to, to turn the news off. Listen, we've, we've had, it's crazy in our house. It's Christmas already. Our Christmas tree is up. I spent all day stringing lights. You know, I just... I wanted to get away from the television. I wanted to get into everyone that's speaking into my ear. And I wanted to just spend time with the Lord in precarious situations on ladders that I probably shouldn't have been on. All right? I want to encourage you to do these things. Number five, he, Jesus himself in Luke chapter 6, he says this, love your enemies. That's what we do. Do good to those who hate you. That's who we are. Bless those who curse you. That's what he's asked of us. Pray for those who use you. That is who we become. Come what may. It doesn't change who I am, and it doesn't change what Jesus Christ expects of us. All of these things. Can I just define all of these things up to this point? That just describes somebody who's nice. Can we tell you what's not in the world today and we need it so badly? We need some niceness. We just, we just need people who are nice. Nice to each other. Nice to those who disagree. Nice to, to, to other. Man, I, I just, I know that sounds crazy. But man, they're so, they're, they're just not nice. Right? I, I think it's time for Christians to lovingly live the truth, share the truth, and be nice about it. And I think that's what we need. And that's where we need to go. What's the next thing? Number six, trust God, don't trust your own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him 
in all your ways, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll direct your paths. Don't trust in your own understanding. Trust in him. Finally, do not fear men. Fear God. Proverbs 29, 25 says the fear of man brings a snare. It brings a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be. Pastor Brian, I don't feel safe. Pastor Brian, we don't know what's going to happen. Pastor Brian, we don't know where we're going. Pastor Brian, listen, trust in the Lord and you'll be safe. I can tell you, you know, we think, wow, that's awesome. Hey, listen, was Paul safe when he was put in prison? How about Peter when he was crucified upside down? I can tell you they went to they went to see the Lord with joy in their heart and they felt safe in the midst of all of it. Oswald Chambers, you'll see this. I love this quote. And I'll I'll end it here. Oswald Chambers quoted saying this. The remarkable thing about God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you have a tendency to fear everything else. And I think this is applicable for the Christian community today. Because the things that we say, the things that we post, the things that we read, let me just tell you so much of it is put out there out of fear. Let me be your shepherd and tell you that there's nothing that we have to fear because the good shepherd is the one who will protect us from wolves. The good shepherd will be the one to lead us by still water. He'll make a table for us in the presence of our enemies. He's going to anoint our heads with oil. That's who he is. That's what he does. So my encouragement to you today is worship Louder, pray harder. Pray for the division of this nation. Pray for revival because there's nothing politically that they'll ever be able to do to fix the division that's in our nation right now. There is only one fixer of that division, and that is the Holy Spirit. And let me get back to why I originally said this as I roll up my sleeves as Steve, are you in here, Steve Turner? And as uh, Ryan McCray, if you could come and just help me out. We want to baptize someone who has given their lives to Jesus Christ. Now listen, who has re-given his life to Jesus Christ. 2020 has been the best year ever for four families in this church. Mine is, is included in that number because there were four prodigals that came home. Four prodigals that came home. And it wasn't because of anything that mom or dad did. It was what the Holy Spirit did. I'll name them. We've got my daughter, Evelyn, and you heard her testimony last week. Olivia, are you in here, Olivia? She might be coming to the second service. Margie Sanders' daughter, who is meeting with Amanda, who has come out of Teen Challenge, a changed young lady, right? To Corinne Batiquin, is she in here? Is she coming? She's second service, right? She's going to share her testimony. All of these will. That she just came out of the New Orleans Mission Program, a changed individual to, to answer the prayers of a praying mom and dad.
And this is going to shock you a little bit. But there's someone who's my age that came home, who grew up in a church of God pastor's house, who knew the truth and walked away from the truth for many years, but God used you and he used me and he used family to bring him to a place where he would respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And Cullen, would you come up? Because Cullen has rededicated his life to Jesus Christ and wants the world to know about it. Amen. Hey, Tony, Tony and Carl, can y'all come up and just help him up these stairs? Hang on, Cullen. Well, they're going to help you when you come out. Just be careful because I didn't put the railing up because it's just you. There's no chlorine in here because it's just you. If you come out of there with COVID, you gave it to yourself. Come on in, man. Cullen, have you given your life to Jesus Christ, rededicated your life to Jesus Christ? Absolutely. Do you love him? Absolutely. Are you ready to let the world know that you've made this decision? Yes. Come on, give the Lord a hand again. That's That right there is a public profession. But this right here, there's cleansing power. There's spiritual cleansing power in doing something like this. Hey, and let me just share with you this. There's not a whole lot of churches out there that are baptizing people after the quarantine. Because it's just, there's not a, we, we are doing things that other churches aren't because we're going to continue to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ no matter what comes our way. Amen. So here's the thing. Colin, I want you to hold your nose. And upon the profession, your public profession of your faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. You know, I have a personal, it's a story that, that Cullen came to me because you see, he was like me. And man, I'm going to just tell you, maybe you are thinking of surrendering your life to Christ. Maybe all of this is causing you to say that there's something bigger. There's something that I need, something that I don't have. If you are missing something, you need a relationship, a vibrant life giving relationship with God Almighty through His Son, Jesus Christ. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, today is your day to do it. Before we pray, before I pray for your protection, because that's what a shepherd does, I want to invite you to pray with me a prayer that would invite Jesus Christ into your life the same way Cullen did, if you'd like to do that today. So why don't you stand with me? I want everybody in this place to stand. We're going to close out with this prayer. And today, you say, I've never prayed that prayer today. I've never prayed that prayer, Pastor Brian. Or maybe it's a recommitment for you that I want you to come and talk to me. Let me begin the discipleship process with you. Let me pair you with someone that can help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Man, woman, boy, and girl, Today is the day, now is the time for us to get right with Jesus Christ, for us to get right with God. 
We've got to quit waiting, quit making excuses. Now is the time that we should be running to altars to invite Jesus Christ into our lives. To quit playing with our Christianity because things very well could get much worse for us. To his glory, to our glory, because the world is going to hate us for his name's sake. Praise God. Pastor Brian, I got to say, you're nuts. You better believe it. I want everyone to repeat this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I today give my life to you and accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my God. Forgive me of my sin. Strengthen me and make me new. I love you and I thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, give give Lord a hand. Someone in here prayed that prayer today and meant it. If that's you, you got to come to me after this and say, I need to speak with you and I'll help you. Lord, I'm praying that you would protect us from the, the lies of the enemy, the false prophet that is the media. We don't know when we're being told the truth. We don't know when we're being told a lie. But Lord God, you are the discerner of all spirits. We have an idea and we know. But Lord, my prayer is that you would help us not to focus on media. Help us to focus on the truth of your word and that and that alone. We're praying right now for our nation that you would heal the division, that you would heal, Lord God, the broken hearts, that you would expose the lies and that you would promote the truth. That's our prayer today. We stand in agreement that, Lord, you're going to expose that which is going to be detrimental to this nation. But, Lord, we pray this. Your will be done in America as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Don't be mad at your pastor for protecting you. If you disagree, you have the ability to do that. Feel free to talk to me on the way out. If you see Cullen, congratulate him. How awesome is that? Listen. Be friendly. It's so good to see some of you here today. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and please be careful when you're putting up your Christmas lights.